Welcome into the official. Tonight, we have our team back together for the first time in over a month or so. Um, gave the guys a little breather. So they have something structured every single Tuesday night. We did some interviews with some uh, really interesting minds uh, in the fan or you know fantasy and recruiting space. Real analytics, breakaway data. Talked to Chris Hummer from 24-7. Talked to Walker White, who is uh, one of the QBs we'll probably be talking about for the next nine months or so um, in that 2024 class. So go back and check out those if you, you know, if this is your first episode and you haven't seen those. There are a lot of really good information there. But tonight starts really the, um, you know, the heavy lifting into the 2024 class. And of course, that will culminate in the 2024 freshman guide next year. But right now you can still get the 2023 freshman guide. So if you haven't done that, check out campuscanta.com and go ahead and pick up a copy of all the hard work these guys did in the 2023 class. But we are going to start talking about 2024 every single week for the rest of the cycle. Um, and with that said, we let's welcome in uh, Dave and Matt. This is the official. <laughs> Look at this, the gang back together, full swing, we're at full strength, no IL stents, no uh, injury report, anything, everyone's back to full health. How, how are you guys doing? I don't normally do a check-in, but it's been over a month. How are you feeling? What's going on? Everything's good with me. Um, it was nice to get a short little mental break, but you know you know us, we couldn't stay away. Obviously, we've been, we've been diving into this class. Uh, we already have like, you know, athletic data on over 350 recruits. So oh. we're uh, we're pretty deep into it, you know, trying to get things ready for the freak list and everything else. So uh, kind of stayed away, but not really. Yeah, I mean, I can't really add too much there. Uh, we we dove in. We didn't really take much of a break. Uh, you know, by the end of uh, writing the guide, we were already kind of uh, taking some sneak peeks at the next class and. Uh, you know, we're, we're decently deep already. Yeah, I just want to recap that for if anyone happened to miss it. They said they already have athletic data on 350 players in the 2024 class. So I just want everyone listening or watching. That's a lot. That's they're a on, lot. That might on be the more athleticism than we, tool on the site right now. They are already searchable on the athleticism tool. So go check that out on campusdegender.com. Great segue, Matt. Uh, if you haven't already, check out our parent website, campus2canton.com. Um, you know, articles, tools, of course, the guide I mentioned before, you know, what this group does is the freshman guide. Uh, we're very invested in that. Um, just released the 2023 class and all the work we will be doing on the next nine months or so will go into the 2024 freshman guide when that comes out. Multiple subscriptions on the site. You can choose whatever fits your pocketbook, whatever fits your desires, as low as $2.99 a month. Um, and, uh, you know, just tons of goodies on there to basically make you able to be the best at any uh, fantasy football, whether it's Dynasty, Devi, C2C, whatever it may be, CFF, College Fantasy Football, straight up redraft. I mean, we have the resources for you to be the best in those respective games. Um, or if you just honestly like recruiting in college football, we have tons of information and content for you. Like this show right here, we try to do 
um, you know, recruiting through the lens of fantasy football. So we are going to focus on the skill positions that you roster in your fantasy football teams. But at the heart of it, you know, we are just interested in, in good football players and we are interested mostly in identifying who's going to be good at the next level. And of course, for us, that means production fantasy wise, but that also means who's just going to be good. And we try to look at it from an analytic point of view and a tape point of view and try to give you the best names. With that being said, welcome to 2024. We got it. We got it here. We're going to really pull the top off this today. Um, Before we get started on the names, which I know everybody, of course, wants the names, but are there any updates, upgrades, or, you know, developments on the back end? Like I said, you guys had a break from the two, you know, we record usually on Tuesdays and and the Thursday show for the official, but I know you guys weren't doing nothing back there. So anything you want to share? Not too much of the secret sauce, but just anything that's going to help us do better in 2024? Uh, well, we already talked about the athleticism tool. I mean, I think we are already close to equaling what we had last class. But uh, charting is going to be a big emphasis for this year. We're going to have a lot more unique uh, metrics on these guys. I love that. You know, we love metrics here. David, did you have anything else? Yeah, and we're and right now we're currently looking into um, more tracking data than than last year. So we found like a program that we could potentially use. Uh, so we might have even more. Uh, data as far as uh, potentially like acceleration and, and other stuff, not just max mile per hour. Oh yeah, that's great. And if you go back and listen to the breakaway data show, you know, that's what they try to do. And they get, you know, a bunch of cameras surrounding these guys at events and when they're running routes and things like that. But uh, perhaps we can find a workaround for what we do, which is look at, you know, kind of uh, game film and still be able to track some of those types of movements you know, top speed into a break, top speed out of a break, things of that nature, uh, which just gives us more pieces to the puzzle of some of these guys and how they can produce at the next level. It's very exciting. So, you know, even though these guys have been not in front of the camera, they've been working hard and we are going to have some new goodies as we continue to refine our process here at C2C um, and analyzing these players. I'm excited to look at 2023 once we get guys on the field and see how we did against 24-7 rivals and ESPN. We did pretty well in our very first year in the 2022 class uh, and we did a show about those results, but we're going to be doing that again. All right. So we got I mean, I think I would say still the kind of the gold standard for recruiting. I still would say it's 24 seven sports. It's kind of like the first place I go when I'm just kind of getting a general idea of the class. Um, I wanted to throw some of these numbers out there for you guys and see how it sits with you. So right now, 24 seven, they will add to this number, but they have 125 quarterbacks graded. I believe Um, only two, five stars and 16, four stars. That is compared to five five-star QBs and 26 four-stars in the 2023 class. Um, and just of note, seven of the top 10 QBs are currently committed already. So we will start seeing these classes start to take full form uh, as we haven't even hit late spring. And, uh, you know, the top QBs are go off the board quickly. Running backs, zero five-stars right now, 22 four-stars. That's compared to two five-stars and 24 four-stars in the last year's class. And then 219 wide receivers graded, eight of which, eight, are currently five stars on 24-7. That is a huge number. There was only four in last year's class, four five stars. And then 46 four stars versus 55 last year. So I think this is normal. We will see stars added as the process goes on. We'll see some stars taken away. But 
how do you see the overall landscape of this 2024 class right now? I know there's eight five-star receivers. Austin has already said in the, in the Slack for the company, the wide receiver group's looking special. And the sheer number of eight five-stars at this point in the process feels kind of wild. I, I, I struggle to think there will be eight five-stars by the end of the cycle. Like some will lose, I guess. But is that the clear strength of this class? What are you guys thinking from a bird's eye view right now? I, I would definitely agree. That and tight end, to me, are the two strongest positions this year, at least with the top-end talent. Um, I think, you know, 24-7 is probably over-exaggerating a little bit with the eight at a moment at the moment. And uh, so far, I, I'm very different from their rankings this year, at least. Uh, I, I'm leaning much towards, like, on threes uh, evaluations on some of these guys. Yeah, it's interesting because the on three consensus has four or five star receivers. Um, but yeah, definitely the receiver class is the strength for sure. Quarterback class is, um, I mean, there's some potential guys, but uh, it's definitely weaker. Than, like last year, honestly, has potential to be pretty special. Mm -hmm. This year, so far to this stage, it doesn't look uh, super strong. And then Running back is interesting because there isn't a lot of like high end guys. You know, there is no five stars to this point, but like there's a lot of well rounded guys like that are, I, and I think it's deeper than last year. So like there's guys that can, that are pretty good runners and also can catch the ball. Uh, and this, this class has better size than the last class. The last class was like tiny, I feel, I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So like the running backs, and then like you said, tight end is. Uh, there's uh, some high-end guys there. Yeah, you know, one thing Austin mentioned, just going back to the wide receivers, he was like, how are all these players basically NFL bodies already? And I'm looking here, the eight five-stars currently listed on 24-7, nobody is below six feet tall, and most of them are one, listed at 180 or above. There's two guys in the 170s. So, I mean, to have eight in the top ten, if you drop down – Number nine is 6'2", 180. And then you finally get a guy below six feet at number 10, and he's 5'11", 170, which is still, you know, pretty decent, like, in high school. These guys are junior measurements at this point. Um, you know, that that's crazy. They're all big wide receivers who can absolutely move. And I also find it interesting, the top two players in the whole class are Riola, a quarterback who, of course, we will talk about today, and Jeremiah Smith, who's a wide receiver, number two player in the whole class. You usually don't see, I feel like, you know, a receiver ranked that high in the overall, even if he's a five-star. So um, let's just start there. Two guys probably uh, – well, Smith is committed to Ohio State. Raiola was, and now he's a free agent looking for uh, where to commit to. But why don't we just start off right at the top. What do you think of these obvious – two studs in this class, Dylan Rayola, you know, and I, what I'll ask you to, I think for our listeners to, to contextualize what you think of Rayola, you know, compared to the last two classes, maybe. Uh, and then Jeremiah Smith as well. We'll just start there at the very top, not trying to dig too deep tonight. Just what do we see when we open up the front page there? Well, with Jeremiah Smith, I actually uh, am feeling that he's a bit overrated currently by the services which might be kind of hot take because all of them consensusly do have him as the guy in this class. Uh, I, I charted three Chaminade uh, games with him and Josiah Trader. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And I came away pretty un- unimpressed. I mean, they did look good, but and they're very good in certain spaces. Like, uh, you know, they're both you know are going to separate very easily at the next level. They both have pretty good hands. Uh, I thought Smith kind of lacked in physicality, and he wasn't very good after the catch, particularly, which stood out to me. Um, I'll come on and say he's not my wide receiver one currently. I think we all know that by now. I, uh, there's a growing consensus at least in the fantasy space of Mika Hudson being the wide mm-hmm. receiver one in this class for most of us. And uh, at the moment, he's not my wide receiver two either. There's uh, another guy in this class, uh, Mylon Graham, who uh, also might be going to Ohio State that yeah. I really like more as well. <laughs> they all go to Ohio State. Uh, all right, David, keep it going with Jeremiah Smith. I mean, do you feel similarly? Yeah, we're pretty much on the same page. So, like, a lot of these services are comparing them to, like, Julio Jones and, like, A.J. Green and stuff. And they've all seen him in person. So, I don't know. I think he might be, like, really impressive in person. But from what I saw in his junior tape, like, I think he's a good athlete. But I didn't see, like, I mean, Julio, like, come on. Like, that guy's an absolute freak show. I think he's athletic. I just don't know if he's to that caliber. And we don't have a lot of verified numbers on him yet, I think. We have 21 miles per hour, which, you know, it's solid. But uh you know he's really good he's going to be in my tier one regardless but as of now and he could definitely take a big leap as a senior you know especially with that body type he can add more muscle uh and just become more dominant so you know i'm not going to say anything like that he won't be my number one but um you know good player i don't know it seems a little steep right now you know, I have looked at some of the top end guys. I'm not nearly as deep as, as you all uh, yet, but I looked at Smith and I kind of agreed. Like, yeah, I agree. Like Julio Jones. I mean, I no, no. I mean, I don't, I don't see that. Uh, he is six three, pushing two hundred. He's a big body, like you said. But I agree with everything you said. And, and even if he hits twenty one on the open stretch, you know, max MPH. I think what Matt basically alluded to is like the suddenness. Uh, in and out of breaks, yards after catch, which is something I really do value. Um, not so much, not so much. So I kind of agree. It's not like he's a complete everything you could ever want in a player, which is kind of how people are talking about him. Um, and I think he's a good player, but there's some stuff that I'm like, I don't see certain things that I really like in an elite wide receiver prospect. So uh, I'm kind of with you there. I do love Hudson. Uh, I love, love, love Hudson. I've, I've ranked, I think, five or six fully graded five or six receivers in the class so far uh, taking it from the top. And he's my top guy right now. I, I think that guy's nasty. Um, Dylan Raiola, huge QB name. I have seen people say he would have been the number one QB of the last two classes. If we all, you put 2022 to 2024 all combined. Are you, would you take it that far, David with Raiola? I'm not quite there yet. I, he could definitely get there. Um, I, he's, he's obviously really with his off platform stuff. Um, he's super talented. You don't see that from a lot of juniors is, you know, from the time that we've been studying juniors and stuff, but he's in a good place. I feel like there's just a couple annoying things for me. Like he, he had negative 82 yards rushing last year, which is just a <laughs> for me. I, I just mentally, that's part of my process this, at this point. I don't know. It could be flawed logic. I'm not sure, but it really bothers me at this point. I'm sure he'll get more athletic, a little add a little mobility this year. And also his VOE was like around four, I think, which, you know, average. That's weird. Below, which that is, feels yeah. weird because it looks like he has an absolute cannon. I don't know. He has a lot of touch passes on film and he can throw it really, really far. But 
I don't know. He doesn't throw a lot of lasers for some reason. I think he's probably capable of it. Um, everyone seems to think he has a really strong arm in camp settings and stuff. It would just be nice to have a, a higher data point in that regard too. Um, sure. But he'll probably get there as a senior. So I'm definitely, I'm not there yet to say he's number one. He's in that he's in the mix with all those other studs we had last year. Okay. Fair enough. Matt, any, any other take on Dylan Riola? Yeah, I mean, I would agree with most of that. Um, I, I think he's probably the best talent in the past three or two or three classes, but you know, mm-hmm. he hasn't all put it all together per se yet. Uh, he definitely had some rocky points uh, last year during his junior season, so he definitely has some stuff to clean up. Um, but you know, Malachi Nelson even had some rocky moments in his uh, senior year, as we came to learn from his charting. So I don't think that's enough to really count him out from being you know this top guy. Um, so uh, right now he's currently graded out for me pretty similarly to Nelson. I can't, I, I wouldn't say for sure at this point, whether I could see them one. being similar. I, that's actually not bad. I mean, but just to me, it's just wise. If, if right now, if I had to pick one, I would choose rail probably just because of the higher physical talent than what Nelson has where he's more, you know, cerebral and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, accurate passer and, you know, all the important stuff. Okay, I, I think I'm with you on that. I mean, I remember seeing Raiola's, I think, sophomore tape, and the guy's just dropping buckets in the corner of the end zone six, 60 yards downfield. I mean, just Mahomesian throws as a sophomore. Um, very interesting guy. I need to look at his junior tape. Not sure I've seen it yet. He's 6'3", 220. So I mean, the guy's already got an NFL size at, as a junior, basically, uh, in high school. So, all right, those, I just wanted to throw those names out there. You know, that's not – no one's going to be surprised we're talking about those two guys. I think at this point, let's kind of shift gears a little bit. I'm going to open the floor to you. Uh, and we didn't want to really go on, on rankings yet. We're not trying to set anything in stone. This is more of like a general overview. But who are some of your favorites? You mentioned Micah Hudson, um, Matt. Like, you know, the guys that have just popped, where you flip on the tape and you immediately sit up and you're like, oh, Okay. Uh, was Hudson like that for you? And, and can you name a few others? I mean, they can be anywhere from five stars to three stars. I don't care. Just some names that our listeners, you know, should definitely put on their list to take a look at themselves uh, and names that you have a feeling we will be talking about a lot this year. Yeah. So Mika Hudson's obviously, you know, that guy for me, uh, you know, he, he, he's my highest grade wide receiver in the past two classes at least. So uh, I I am really high on him. He definitely jumped off the tape. I think two guys that I'm much higher on than the services are at the moment are uh, all these are wide receivers, Draylon Miller and Aaron Butler. Uh, Miller is actually a two sport athlete. He just got offered to play basketball at LSU too, which is extremely impressive. But he's also a really well-built guy, 190 pounds already, a total yak monster. Uh, you know, one of the best yak players in this class already got, you know, the Debo comp slapped on him. Mm. Uh, so I, I think there's a really a lot to like that. And we clocked him at 21.4 miles per hour, which at that size is also very good. So he has a really well-rounded game and there's a lot to like there. Um, uh, probably a tier one guy for me. I, I won't say it's in stone yet, but he, I'm very high. I'm top 10 wide receiver for me for sure. Then Aaron Butler is just one of those, uh, one of these skinny, you know, decent length i think he's listed six one or six foot but he just one of those guys that just moves different he's super bursty uh he was thought to be playing corner for a while it seems like now he's mostly going to be recruited at wide receiver i think that's where he wants to play 
Um, and he's just, you know, super well-rounded skill set. He can go up and get the ball, even though he's only, you know, listed at 170 pounds. He's a little skinny, a little frail, but totally yak monster. He can separate really easily. He can go up and get the ball. Uh, there's really a lot to like there. He kind of reminds me a bit of Xavier Worthy, just like that kind of skinny, super twitched up athlete. Okay. And then one one more really deep shot at wide receiver, uh, Terrence T.J. Moore, uh, six foot three, one ninety. Uh, we clocked him very fast. Uh, I don't know if we want to put out official number yet, but well over twenty one miles per hour. Okay. Um, and uh, he he's another guy that just separated really easily. He's a big jump ball guy, and uh, he came out really good in our charting. That sounds great. Okay, David, any names? I mean, it doesn't have to be receivers, but although that that is kind of like the, there's so many uh, that they can you can you know find some gems. But anybody who's popping to you right away? Um, I would guess I would say, is, I kind of just like I don't like love all these running backs, but I kind of like where they're at at this stage. Um, one guy that I guess we're probably higher on than the services is Johan Cardenas. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but he's he's a big dude. I think he's I think listed at 217 pounds. He's going to Texas Tech, which we don't love that um, since they like to pass it a lot. Who knows if he'll, you know, it's still a ways away until the you know until he signs. But he's just a, he's he's one of the freakier guys I think at the at the position, and he can catch the ball. Uh, he's got near. He reports a 40-inch vertical, um, oh. and uh, I believe we have him near 21 miles per hour. But he's just a—he's just a big dude. Um, he's got really big lifting numbers as well, so he's strong uh, and bursty. So I like him. Um, Cameron Davis is another one, which is—he's an interesting one. He's a running back uh, committed to Florida yeah, State. Yeah, FSU. Uh huh. Yeah, and we've only really seen him play quarterback for the most part but you can just see like his his lower body is so developed and he's mm. he's got a huge ass basically uh he's really <laughs> strong and powerful he generates a lot of uh you know a lot of energy from his lower half and I, you know i don't know what their plan is for him this year as a senior i'm hoping that we get to see more running back tape on him um and I'll just stick with, I'll name one more. I'll stick with running back. Jason Brown's a guy that pops for me too. Just real bursty, really good change of direction. Uh, they didn't use him in the passing game uh, last year at all, but I, I did find, I, I'm always using Twitter to find camp stuff and any other highlights I can find that aren't on huddle. Uh, but, you know, he actually runs pretty crisp routes. He, his hands look respectable. Uh, so that's like another potential well-rounded guy that's, um got to be around 200 pounds just based off of recent pictures so those are a few running backs that that i'm digging right now okay i mean that sounds great love hearing those names uh three wide receivers from matt three wide receivers from, or three running backs from david um i will throw i'm not nearly as deep so i can't i can't really dig that deep into it but kind of a homer pick but this is a guy i've liked even when we did a sneak peek on the 2024 class um earlier in the year or late last year even, and that's Chauncey Bowens. He's a running back headed to Florida, but he always looked very smooth to me. He's now listed at 220. Um, you know, 24-7 doesn't like him. He's a three-star, but he after he got offered and committed to Florida, he got offered by Georgia and Ohio State. So, you know, those are two schools that we would recognize their running backs. 
Uh, I just think he's big and is smooth. I, have, I don't have a miles per hour on him. You guys probably do already, but um, he's a he's a ten eight one hundred meter guy. So he's actually got some pretty good top speed. Yeah, that's good long speed. He's two hundred twenty pounds already. Mm. I just think he's a pretty interesting guy. Glad Florida locked him up. Hopefully he sticks. Um, and uh, you know we will continue obviously to mine these players as we learn more about them. But thank you for those names. That's great. Uh, a lot of excitement here already in this class. Uh, you know, it's, it's nice just revolving door. There's always someone else to get excited about. Um, all right, now I'm going to give you a chance to call your shot here for the 2024 class. We will take down these names and see if we get them right. Can you give me one player that you are very confident that you would say will gain a fifth star by the end of the cycle. So presumably a four-star. I guess if you want to shoot from way deep and pick a three-star who will wind up a five-star, that's up to you. But uh, anybody who just seems to have the characteristics and traits uh, that you think they should probably add that fifth star by the end of the cycle. Yeah. Uh, so I have kind of have a deeper shot, I guess. Um, you always well, he is, do, he is He is a four-star. So, okay. But, 24-7 isn't very high on him, uh, so I don't know if there's any possibility he ever gets there. He's a in the 20s for 24-7, but RB8 for on three, uh, running back Kedron Young. Uh, he's kind of a smaller school Texas prospect. Uh, he's got you know pro size already listed in the 220s, uh, 5'11". He's really athletic, really super, super physical guy. Uh, it almost reminded me when I first turned it on of uh, – judkins physicality from when Ooh. he played in high school it kind of flashed to me when i turned it on his tape on uh but he's also a very good athlete we got him at 21.9 miles per hour at 220 which is yeah. absurd i mean uh, he can cut laterally he has good vision he's not gonna shake guys in the open field but uh he, he's definitely gonna put his head down or sh- shove his hand into their face and throw him to the dirt so uh there's just a lot to like there. I think what's really keeping him out of, you know, the higher rankings right now is just, you know, visibility and his uh, level, the uh, conference that he's playing in Texas. I mean, 220 pounds who hits over 21 miles an hour from the state of Texas. You don't really have to say too much more. I love it. David, who's your fifth star? Who's going to get that fifth star? This is tricky because like Matt picked a running back. But not a lot of running backs get five stars. Well, so here's, here's also an eight. issue is 24-7 shotgunned it, and there's all the wide receivers are five stars. So Well, that's the problem. You don't, you don't really a, have a choice. Yeah, picking another wide receiver who'll get a fifth star, might they might not get to be nine. So, uh, yeah. But I think at this time, for instance, a guy like Hakeem Williams was not nearly as high as he wound up, right, and Jury and Dickey. So at this time last year, there's definitely guys who will, who will rise and become very, very high prospects. Uh, Dave, you got a name? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, just real. I don't want to steal. Are you going to answer this one? Because I don't want to steal your guy if you're going to mention. Uh, I don't think I'm going to answer. I don't think I know okay. enough. Okay. Because uh, the one guy I wanted to mention is Walker White. I just think he's just. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, he's 6'3, 225 with a. He's got a huge arm. He's super athletic. I, it's the accuracy that's holding him back right now, I'm pretty sure. So. You know, I think he's like sub 60% um, completion mm-hmm. percentage and, you know, too many interceptions, you know, interception percentage is kind of high or whatever. But listen, all the traits are there. This class is in super traitsy, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And, I think QB, you know, yeah, QB two. Honestly, I think even QB two is up for debate. Yeah. Um. After you know, after Raiola, so it's pretty much yeah, it's pretty much wide open. So you know, if he can have a good year, a big dominant year, I definitely see him moving up uh, next to Raiola. And then just real quick, the tight end Jaden Riddell. Um, he's the top Ooh, guy. In our, five star tight end. He's ninety seventh percentile uh, athlete right now uh number one in the database so yeah you know not a lot of of tight ends get five stars but he definitely has the potential i think to push for that i think awesome awesome that's some great stuff and yes friend of the show walker white boy that would be quite a find that we got him on the show as as basically a you know or in the beginning of his junior year sophomore uh, rising junior not even a junior yet and if he wound up a five-star in the class that'd be pretty awesome so we're always rooting for walker white um all right so here's one a player who's gonna lose ground maybe you've already mentioned jeremiah smith might not wind up as the top uh, receiver um anybody else who you think might lose some ground here in the process i'm not going to necessarily call you to pull a star away but uh at least lose significant ground to where you'd be like okay we we called it uh, I I could do I have a few options here with uh twenty four seven but I'm not, I'll go with the Boulder option and go with their current wide receiver too Ryan Wingo I mm-hmm. am not very high on him he does have good athletic testing he's a very good size just an athlete uh his two games of charting were tough to get through he was Oof. not very easy to watch he cannot separate uh you know very well at all at any phase of the game. Uh, and his hands weren't particularly good. Definitely more of a body catcher. Uh, you know, he could win contested mm. at times, but it wasn't it wasn't pretty. He definitely looked like more of a, you know, more of a yak guy. And he wasn't really mm. used that mm. way either, so it didn't help. He was used way downfield, and every time he was just locked, covered, and it just did not go well. Uh, mm. So I, I think there's a lot of concerns, especially to proclaim him as a five-star and especially to put him as wide receiver too. There's a lot of questions on his game. Okay, that's fair enough, fair enough. All right, Ryan Wingo and um, David, you got a name for us who's going to lose ground? Uh, I'll say Jarek Gibson. He's the top mm. running, top running back in uh, both consensus for 24-7 and on three. Um, he's actually five-star uh, on the 24-7 composite. Mm. I, I like him. I mean, he's, he's a good player. He didn't seem like he was head and shoulders above everyone else in the class. And I could easily see these other guys. There's tons of, there's tons of dudes that could easily catch up to him. I think good player uh, didn't necessarily wow me. I don't know if that's because he's, you know, on IMG playing tons of really good teams, uh, you know, so stats won't pop and stuff like that, but uh didn't necessarily blow me away. I think other guys will uh, potentially leapfrog him. IMG, as we've talked about, is so weird because they kind of play A team and B team and they kind of mix and match guys and no, they don't play like a normal allotment of like snaps and production. So it's a little weird. Happened to Carnell Tate. He goes out and is like the, we didn't love him. And he went out to Ohio State and he was like the youngest, earliest guy to ever lose their black stripe in spring or something ridiculous. And it's just like already crushing it. And, you know, he just didn't look that special to us. Um so IMG, always a little caveat there. And then 
this is a little bit different, not necessarily like who will be good or anything like that. But uh, is there a big time flip that you wanna that you wanna guess that we can be uh, kind of put on our radar in terms of uh, teams that one of these players will wind up on? Quarterback's always one that you know, is fun to talk about. I mean, I would just lead off saying I, I still don't think DJ Lagway is going to wind up in Florida. Like, I'm just so pessimistic. I don't see how we're going to keep a top QB. I'm not looking forward to this season, uh, you know. Uh, so I'm already talking myself into, like, he's going to wind up at, like, Texas or, you know, I don't know. Who knows what? Texas Christian or somewhere in Texas and a school that's more interesting. Um, anybody else? Well, Walker White, if he uh, rises all the way up to five-star status and gets a lot of phone calls, he's going to stay with Auburn. We talked to him a couple weeks ago. He loved, loved, loved Auburn. But, I mean, you just never know when everyone starts giving you a call. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I don't know where he'd want to go, uh, but I could see that. I I don't know if it's a huge one, but he, I think he's top 10 on consensus or close to it. Perry Thompson of yeah. Alabama. I. I know Walker White is like, he is like recruiting really, really hard. I don't know if you see his activity on Twitter at all, but like, you know, if he has a huge year, maybe. Um, I know Perry Thompson's been um, kind of visiting around and looking around a little bit. So that could be a guy that flips, but I, I don't really see like a, I guess Jeremiah Smith just visited Florida too. So I don't, uh, I don't see that happening. I, mean, I don't think DJ Lagway is going to stay, so I don't think we're getting Jeremiah's. Yeah. yeah, I don't see that necessarily uh, coming to fruition, but. That would be a big name, uh, though. That would be huge if they could pull him over to uh, to Auburn. Yeah. Matt, any guesses? This isn't necessarily our four type uh, predicting the crystal ball, but. No, I, I wouldn't even really call it a guess. It's just a hope that uh, Jaden Davis reconsiders and doesn't go to Michigan. That's about all I got. Yeah, we're I mean, did you? I think we laughed a little bit move. about this, and um, we laughed a little bit about this in the Slack. Like the graphic when he committed, and it's like generations of Michigan quarterbacks. Like none of them were really like that good. Yeah, Harbaugh <laughs> I mean, they were... hit him. Harbaugh hit him with the Shea Patterson comp. Oh, I know. What is that? Jeez. Just mean. It was like Shoelace, who's, you know, was exciting, but not necessarily a great quarterback. Uh, Devin Gardner, who's proven to be maybe a better QB coach than a player, um, which is fine, but, like, this is not a murderer's row. I mean, Brady was on there, of course, Brady the GOAT, but Harbaugh was, like, not a special talent. He's a better coach than he is a player. So it's just funny, like, the the, uh, the hallowed halls of Michigan QBs is kind of not – I mean, I would have put maybe Brian Greasy in there more than like some of those guys. And that's saying something. So anyway, I agree. Not super exciting for like our purposes for him to commit to Michigan. All right. Well, we filled a whole half an hour without too much of a structure because that's just what we do here. We can talk all day about these guys. and It's very fun. Um Glad to have you guys back. We will be doing this every week. We're going to, you know, go in deeper and deeper into the 2024 class like we did last year. Um, be bringing out tools, be bringing out new metrics, all sorts of stuff. So stick with us at the official. Uh, Matt and David, thank you so much for being back. Thank you so much for all your work that you do for the official. And, uh, you know, stick with us, folks. Thank you for um, watching. And we will see you next time on the official. Oh, my God.